Hey guys, welcome back to another Crypto Catch-Up. Bit of a different vibe this week. Uh, you don't have the soothing voices of Tommy or Pav. You've got the very <laughs> unsettling voices of myself, Ted. And uh, who do we have here? Hey guys, I'm Chris, uh, the CMO at SwiftX. Thanks for having me, Ted. Exciting. Yeah, this is a very special guest. Chris has been kind of begging me to come on the podcast and I've denied him every single week. But this week we're very desperate. Pav's away. He's just had a child. So, you know, exciting times for Pav. And then Tommy's busy doing his things. Like I mentioned last week, he's been featuring in a number of big publications. And I said not to get too big for his boots, but look at him. He's just left us. No, I'm only joking. He'll be back next week. But yeah, Chris, what's been happening, mate? Look, this is going to be an unhinged episode, so yeah. we'll, um, we'll go nuts on it. But um, Slightly concerned. <laughs> yeah. But look, it's been a pretty slow week in the market, but it's had some interesting news. I mean, it's been pretty good to see that we've had a little bit of a slowing in the small cap tokens like Sponge and Bob <laughs> finally edging down a little bit, which has been nice. I think my worst investment of the year has been AI Pepe. Sponge and Bob, they uh, they sound like solid solid coins with strong fundamentals. They are very strong fundamentals. I think Bob was the one where you can basically move your mouse on the screen. It just moves little balls all around it. That was his key fundamental, really. Wow. But yeah, that still was better than my AI Pepe, though. That sounds like tech that's going to change the world for the better. AI Pepe's was safe and beneficial AI for humanity. So that was a key uh, key mission statement for a key asset. Yeah. Go on, top 10 mark cap. If you hadn't already gathered, Chris is like the biggest trader of shit coins in the office. And I don't think he's ever made a profit on any of these shit coins. <laughs> so you call me the anti-trader? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tommy actually trades the opposite of whatever I trade. Yeah, I'm trying to set up an indicator where... It's like an automatic, whenever Chris trades, it automatically sends you an indicator or a signal that Chris has traded. And so you immediately do the opposite of what he's done. So, Dude, I just want to know if I do better than a hamster. <laughs> I don't think you do. I genuinely don't think you do. <laughs> but look, Chris, despite all his you know shortcomings in terms of <laughs> trading shit coins, he's very knowledgeable when it comes to the market and especially when it comes to crypto marketing and understanding the ebbs and flows of the industry. So I thought he'd be a really interesting guest to come on the potty. Um, but yeah, look, Chris, what's happened, mate? This morning, we've seen a bit of a, um, a cliff dive in the market. Bitcoin's fallen off a cliff. Ethereum's fallen off a cliff. I'm sure altcoins are soon to follow like they normally do. And it seems like the main catalyst for this has been some news about Binance, where the SEC has actually sued Binance. So pretty dire news there. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's just Binance US. So it's Binance US and CZ. So, I mean, look, it's not like they're going after Binance International at the moment. I mean, they can't, but they're going for what it looks like to be Binance US. So it's going to affect the market in a small hitch. And I think we've seen some of the pressure already in other US markets and other US companies already. And so I don't think there's going to be a huge onset damage to the market from this realistically. I think this is just going to see us a small hiccup, but you know, yeah. keen to see what the result of this is. But ultimately, yeah, I, I think it's just going to realistically, if the market's having a little dip right now, it's probably just an extension of what's already happening. Markets are still a little bit slow at the moment. We're still in a bear period. And so I think all of that combined is really, you know, it's probably what's seeing today's dump of about 6% in the market cap. Hey, it's one of those things, isn't it, where the SEC, it's kind of like, they're kind of seen as the, the big enemy right now in terms of crypto. I think they've sued up to, or they've they've taken action against close to 50 crypto companies in the US. So they're really kind of taking charge when it comes to regulation. I know there's a lot of people that are upset with them because these events have a big impact on the market, usually in a negative way, because they think without the support of regulators, particularly in a huge market like the US, like what's the way forward for crypto? 
I mean, yeah, look, it's even had an ancillary effect on Coinbase, a publicly listed company anyway in the States. It's had a 10% dump of the stock is what we read this morning, I'm pretty mm, sure. Yep. So that's already in now a massive effect that's happening on like the general market in, in the States now. So yep. yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and what this looks like. Hopefully it's not another XRP scenario, <laughs> yeah. but you know. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because we'll touch on XRP and their court case with the SEC a bit later. But just to kind of clarify what's going on with Binance and what's going on with the news that's happening with the SEC. So the SEC are claiming that Binance and Binance US offered unregistered securities to US citizens. And the SEC took a broad approach here and referenced BNB, BUSD, Sol, so Solana, ADA, Cardano, Matic, Algo, Phil, Adam, Mana, AXS, and they're claiming they're all being securities. So a security is essentially a stock. So when they say they're unregistered, basically these so-called securities are not registering with regulators and aren't, you know, regulators as companies as they typically are. And that's what's going on with XRP as well. They're basically taking them to court over selling unregistered securities. So they've taken Ripple over selling unregistered securities as XRP. And so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to play out. Like Binance, obviously... They're massive. So they'll go toe-to-toe with the SEC and it'll be it'll probably be like a long battle in the courts over in the US. So yeah, one to keep an eye on. But I think what's happening with XRP will definitely play a hand in that. Yeah. I, I mean look, I agree. I think it's a battle which is happening, you know, gonna start occurring within Australia a little bit as well, whether what is considered a security and what is not. And so I think that that's going to be a conversation that we need to work through. And I think regulation is going to really help with. And I think that's why a lot of companies are fighting for regulation. A lot of exchanges are fighting for regulation. So there's just more clarity on those sorts of rulings. I think it's just going to help a lot. And these sort of scenarios are just going to be much more clear for operators, you know, in the market. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's like the worst thing in the world because there's a need for more clarity around these regulations. But the thing is that the SEC is taking legal action without actually providing that clarity. And so I think the main criticism of the SEC is like, you're going after these companies and especially a lot of the small ones, they're ruining these companies because they don't have the funds to go toe to toe in the courts. They're going after these companies and these companies don't know where the regulation is and and what they need to do in order to align with those regulations. So yeah, just one of those things where it's, it, I guess it's growing pains of the industry and of like an innovative tech as crypto. So we want to keep an eye on for sure and we'll keep you updated on that one over the coming months. Yeah, see how that plays out. But I mean, look, overall general market sentiment that we have at the moment in marketing, we have a look at like, search volumes, Google search volumes, super important for what we do. And we've seen the lowest search volumes that we've seen aligned with some of the lowest trade volumes that we've seen for the last two years. So that's been really tough to swallow at the moment. What's interesting is that while, you know, Google search terms for buyer's interest for crypto terms is basically at a low since 2020, we're also seeing that the fear and greed market, though, isn't really moving off 50 so it's really sitting solid you know people aren't really too afraid of purchasing decisions or aren't really too you know confident of going forward so they're really sitting in the middle but that's providing sideways action and so it's just really dipped for volumes at the moment well that's the thing as soon as there's a lack of volatility trade volumes and and even just general interest in crypto seems to diminish a little bit but look if you look at the year to date bitcoin ethereum most of the market has had a pretty solid year. I think we're in a pretty strong position heading into 2024, particularly with the next Bitcoin halving. So I don't think this is dire news, the fact that there's, you know, a lack of interest right now. I think it's just because, you know, the market's a little bit boring until I guess this Binance news has come out, which will be interesting to see play out. But 
I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens for Australian market as well, right? For the consumer, you know, I think that disposable incomes, uh, disposable spending at the moment is sitting at a bit of a low for most consumers within Australia. We've got 10 a.m. today, what I think people expect to be an RBA rate increase again, which is a little tough. Yep. My coffee still costs like $9, so <laughs> that's, you know, awesome. The coffee that you spilt half of before we started recording. Mate, this is a decaf, long black, double dash, soy, yeah. iced coffee. Okay? I'm embarrassed to stand next to him at the coffee shop. Mate, this is a premium. This when is a premium orders. water. Yeah. Just to get sidetracked a little bit, I was asking Chris if he was a little bit nervous before we started recording, being his first podcast. And he's like, no, no, I'm all good. And then proceeds to knock <laughs> his coffee over the entire table. I would have done that table. either way. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is a little bit um, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nice. But anyway, anyway, we'll move on. But just to clarify, when this episode comes out, those RBA rates will be out. We're recording this on Tuesday, so you'll know by then when this comes out on so Thursday. Place a bet if it's up or down. <laughs> don't place a bet. <laughs> also, don't trade any of the coins that Chris has mentioned, Sponge or Bob or AI Pepe. Or AI Pepe. Top movers this week, mate. A bit of an interesting one at the top, Terra Luna. Now, does that ring a bell? Terra Luna. No, the Terra Luna classic, I'm pretty sure, you know, Do Kwon, he's just managed to pay out his way out of jail at the moment. <laughs> so, he, he's out of there right now. He's on um, the run. But it's a crazy token at the moment. The volatility that sits on that thing is is absolutely crazy at the moment. Look, I don't know if we're going to see too much excitement around this past, you know, the actions of Do Kwon, realistically. Yeah. I don't think anyone in their right mind would be looking at Terra Luna as a long-term investment right now. But hey, um, we don't provide financial advice, so so do your own research. Other top movers, we're looking at XRP, which we'll get into a little bit later. The Sandbox, Quants, and Lido Dow. Lido is something that we've we've been talking about a lot in the past couple of months because liquid staking has been a hot topic, particularly with the, uh, the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade. Yep. So Lido was one that we mentioned last week as one of the only seven or eight coins that has outperformed Bitcoin year to date. And Rocket Pool was in there as well. So obviously those liquid staking protocols have really benefited this year and they're um, doing big things. So it's good to see. But this week we thought we'd add in a little altcoin watch and like we'd shout out some altcoins that we're keeping a, a close eye on. Chris, this week you've selected Uniswap. Tell us a little bit about that. Uniswap's been huge. So they launched their mobile wallet app. That was very, very exciting. Downloaded that. That's where I got my air Pepe from. <laughs> but look, overall, from what we saw, they have more trade volume than Coinbase in April, which is just massive. Yeah. Massive for a DEX app, not really common to have a great user interface. And it's been like, it's phenomenal. It, it really is. You know, there are about 200,000 wallet downloads. We track those a lot, um, you know, as a part of what we do anyway here. So that was really interesting to see them just rocket forward mm. what they do. Yeah. So that's been really, really exciting. I think it's a way to provide, you know, usability, capability, easy use into people's hands, which I think is tough when you're using a DEX and you're brand new into the market. Yep. And, you know, you got to install an extension and you're playing with wallet and I think this simplifies the process and lowers the boundary for people to enter into the market, which is absolutely what we still need to keep improving as an industry in a very, very large degree. Yeah, I think this is a big step in that direction because I used to trade on decentralized exchanges, which is a DEX, just for anyone that doesn't know, back in the day. And it was a clunky process. I got stressed out every time having to transfer and connect your wallet and you know, you're paying fees. And, and I, I suppose the, the mobile app is that just one step closer to being like the functional, usable app that, you know, we use on a daily basis. So I think it's massive for that. And just what you said, it outdid Coinbase in terms of trade volume in April, I think largely because of the Pepe hype. Yeah. Before you can trade Pepe on major exchanges and like the exchange like SwiftX, it was 
pretty much only tradable on decentralized exchange and then particularly Uniswap. So that was a big reason for that. But I think it's not just about shit coins. Like a lot of people like to to jump on coins that are like have yet to be listed on exchanges and, and really see if they can find the next big gem. It's very speculative, but a lot of people like to do that. Uh, I think Uniswap is in the strongest position as a decentralized exchange to benefit off that, especially leading into, you know, the next cycle. So yeah, they're the strongest decentralized exchange at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Look, they launched at a really great time. They timed the market really, really well with their launch. I think that was just a phenomenal move by them. Like, yeah. Obviously, they couldn't tell, but it was just really lucky for them. And congratulations to them. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, we'll get into some news. So we briefly talked about the SEC suing Binance, which is some pretty fresh news, but we wanted to sort of touch on the XRP lawsuit with SEC as well. Yeah. I think what's exciting is that the speculation for the lawsuit is finally expected to come to an end. I know like every two weeks it's expected to come to an end, but I think <laughs> the news coming out at the moment is that it's actually going to come to an end. And so like, again, you know, this follows all the XRP's gone to $1, XRP's gone to $1,000. So, you know, it's a bit intense, but- I'll be to $1,000. I think that'll make it the, the biggest asset in the world. I mean, look, who knows? I wouldn't take my trading advice, but maybe it's not. Uh, <laughs> but look, it's very exciting because it will put a hallmark in terms of the cases that are currently running against the SEC and put like a landmark moment in play. You know, I think it'll be something that can be referenced and pushed against moving forward. And I think something that would potentially come into effect with the Binance US suit that's coming at the moment with them being sued. So I think that's going to play into this quite a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. What sets precedence for in the future for any time the SEC wants to take action against crypto companies, if they've, if they've lost in the past, they're going to consider that as a big factor. And I think... Like the speculation is that XRP are going to come out victorious, but no one knows that. And no one knows when this is going to come to an end. Like you said, people have been speculating it's going to be coming to an end for the last year. I know we in a marketing team have been preparing for the campaign for when XRP finally takes down the SEC, but it just doesn't seem to happen. And and we don't even know if it's going to happen, but we think it's going to be big news and, and news that potentially could propel the market into, you know, wherever we think it's going to go. Yeah, I think one thing is fairly certain, can't say anything's for sure on this, uh, as, you, as you briefed me earlier. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think it's going to provide volatility. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the most important thing. So yeah. I think it's going to be price action one way or another. Yeah. Which way to that is going to be, you know, kind of seen. Yeah. I don't know, did you see as well with the XRP attorney, the, his phone? He, I didn't. He got hacked and his phone started promoting law token, which is just- What the hell is law great. token? I'm not sure. But <laughs> it, was, it was just a headline title. But like, honestly, it's just- it, it's just a ridiculousness of the situation. You know, it's it's taken, I don't know how many years it's been. How many years has it been now? Like the, I think the, it's been like three years. I think three years. See, it's even, just- Even longer, maybe. It's such an extreme period considering the time period of crypto, you know. Yeah. That's, you know, what crypto has been around since what, 2009? Yeah. And so, the suit's been running for three years. Yeah. Like that's- it's a very large chunk of time for an industry that's only existed for a very short period. So, yep. anyway, just intense times to come for XRP and Ripple and yeah. Yeah, just them, right? just looking at this chart here as well, like in the 2017 bull run, like XRP was the, I believe it was the second biggest asset on the market behind Bitcoin, that is in the crypto market, obviously. Reached a price of $3.84 USD. The lawsuit came in about 2019, 2019, 2020, yep. which had a pretty you know, negative effect on price. But after a, a small win in the in the core case for XRP, the price did skyrocket. That wasn't the 2021 bull run. So take that with a grain of salt. But it just shows like 
these decisions can cause major volatility within its price. I'm not sure if it will ever reach those highs of, you know, the $3.84 we saw in 2017, but you know, you never know. You know, the crypto market works in, in weird ways and, and it's going to be one to watch for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, XRP was actually the very first asset that I ever traded. Did I ever tell you that? Was it? Yeah. The very first asset I ever traded. I put a couple grand in uh, and I bought it at $4.10 AUD. <laughs> I'm talking is the top. I'm telling you. Yeah. This guy only buys tops. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we need that indicator ASAP. Yeah, it was potentially the 16th worst asset that I ever purchased. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's funny. Anyway, some more news. GTA 6. Chris, you're a bit of a gamer, I hear. Yeah, look, a little bit of a gamer. Probably professional. It's been unstated, so yeah. I'm not really sure, you know. You'd be a pro if you weren't so good at marketing. Yeah, uh, for change career, obviously. Yeah. So that, that would be next. <laughs> But yeah, look, it's been interesting to see. So one of the games, GTA series, GTA 6, is coming out. There's a massive AAA title that it comes in. It's I mean, a game called Grand Theft Auto. So those who don't play a game much, you get the gist of what the game's about. It's about like delinquents going around just doing terrible things. Um, but it's very, very popular. But anyway, the exciting part is as a AAA title game, like as a real AAA title game, not the AAA title games that say the AAA title when they come out and they're saying well, we're going to be, you know, pay to earn or we're going to be, you know, play to earn or we're going to have NFTs in them. And they got like one level and they break when you go to sign into the game. Like they're not that. This is, this is a massive game. What's been interesting is that the rumors have been massively circulating saying that they're going to bring in NFTs and it's going to be play to earn, which is massive if it was to happen. Yeah. Because it's already a giant game and to bring that into mainstream would be huge. Yeah. Like the game is gigantic. And so, look, I don't think anyone's come out and said that it's going to happen or it's not going to happen just yet. The fact that it's speculating, look, it might just be rumor mill, of course. Yeah, of course. But we love rumors, don't we? <laughs> That's what they say. Trade the rumor, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Look, it is a rumor at the end of the day, so take it with a pinch of salt. But there's been a lot of headlines around these big gaming companies that have been kind of adopting blockchain and, and play to earn. So I think it's only a matter of time before they start doing it. Whether GTA 6 will, you know, incorporate NFTs and, and a play to earn model within its gaming, I'm not sure. But like it would be massive because, yeah, we have a number of games, you know, in the crypto industry. Alluvium's one to come out later this year, we think. That's pretty hyped up and, and it's looking like a pretty solid game. But up until this point, I think Tommy and I talked about it last week, there haven't been any games that have really captured like a huge audience and have really like broken into the mainstream as a game that people want to play. Yeah, I agree. There's been no big, big AAA, AA titles that I've heard of that have come in and implemented crypto in a very large way and integral to the main part of the game, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. They might have like on the side or update your profile picture, but nothing huge and integral. But I mean, look, Axie Infinity... Like, I think it was like last month or the month before, they launched in the App Store. And that was huge for them because it's pay to earn with crypto. And, you know, Apple's been a little bit against the in-game currency being crypto. And so they've tried to like block them until this point. But then having Axie Infinity on the app has been a big move for that sort of genre. And that big move as it can setting a new precedent. That's going to be really interesting space to watch. I think we'll grow in the next 12 months. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if the rumors are true, it'll be interesting to see if GTA 6 and Game Makers partner with any blockchains. Yep, yep. I know Polygon have been hot on the partner train in terms of Web2 companies. They've partnered with the likes of Disney, Meta, a lot of sports teams. I think yep. Mercedes are, are working with them to bring out some NFTs as well. So I'm not saying that you know GTA 6 will partner with Polygon, but um, that's probably where my head goes when I'm looking to see like you know what's getting the most adoption in the crypto industry. So it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah, mate, absolutely. I mean, look, Polygon's even a few days ago, Polygon implemented with a company called Taurus, Credit Suisse backed. I know Credit Suisse hasn't 
been the greatest company of late. Um, but that's going to be really interesting to see what exactly that looks like. So they're definitely getting more and more moves happening at the moment. Just curious to see, you know, which one. It's always a battle, right? Which which asset is going to take the stand? Yeah. Cool. Chris, I think we'll leave it there, mate. Mate, thank you so much for having me on here. The first one out of the way. How do you think you went? Look, they're probably going to replace Tommy and Pav with me, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, like, just you, just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah just me. Eventually, I'll just probably replicate myself. Be two of me. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's been great. No, thank you so much. Let us know if you want Chris back on. I'm assuming you don't. I certainly don't because he's been horrible. Um, only joking. You've been great, Chris. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. On Twitter. Jay Vanek. <laughs> yeah, go follow him. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and let us know what topics you want to hear about next week. And we'll keep you updated on the crypto markets. Thank you for listening, guys. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.